Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, Dad? You want to have a catch? I'd like that. Welcome back in on Hit and Run here on 670 The Score as we shamelessly try to get you crying on a Father's Day morning. We spoiled the ending to Field of Dreams right there. Spoiler alert, should have said, spoiler alert right there. That's how Field of Dreams finishes. And we go from Field of Dreams to Shostakovich because that's how my next guest likes to roll. Joining us right here on 670 The Score on Hit and Run is Herb Spiegel, my dad, so I can say happy Father's Day and we can talk a little baseball and fathers and sons on baseball. Good morning, Pops. Good morning, Matt. Happy Father's Day to you. Yeah, it, it's true. You get, you get to wish it right back to me now. That's, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's fun. <laughs> so why are you a baseball fan? How did, this, how did this happen for you to become a baseball fan, which you then passed on to your five children and we have passed on to our children and so forth and so on? Well, uh, I, when I grew up in, in downtown Trenton, New Jersey, uh, full of Yankee fans, uh, we knew nothing but baseball. And um, that, I, I couldn't stay. I still, to this day, I, I root against the Yankees because there was, I was surrounded by these guys who said, our team wins all the time, our team wins all the time. But, um, you know, from the stickball days, uh, uh, we didn't have television. We had radio. And, uh, in, uh, honestly, the uh, first team I ever rooted for were the Detroit Tigers because I liked the name Schoolboy Rowe, and he was a pitcher for the uh, Detroit Tigers. But uh, even now, uh, when I think about sports, um, uh, nothing turns me on like baseball. It is 86-year-old Herb Spiegel, born in 1933 in Trenton, New Jersey, surrounded by Yankee fans, including your father, right? And then, My father was, but not rabid. My father was such a, a great guy. He would root for whoever I rooted for. Oh, okay. Because I, I always grew up thinking that you went contrarian with the Red Sox thing after Dad was a Yankee fan. But it, no. No. Uh, no. All right. That, Dad, Dad was whatever we loved. He loved, and if uh, uh, I, you know, I'm here in 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 New Jersey, a, a lifetime lifetime Red Sox fan, and uh, he would root. Uh, he he would take me down to Philadelphia, which was the closest major league ballpark, and uh, we would go by train, and always a doubleheader. Uh, he, he wouldn't go all the way just for a. A single game, uh, even though it was a you know a, a hardly an hour train ride, and uh, we used to go to see the uh, and he took me to he took me to 
to to see the baseball, Major League Baseball, in, at, at Old Shy Park, which mm. became Connie Mack Stadium in Philadelphia. All right. So, I mean, you're shattering some long-held family uh, traditional stories here. But, but help me with this. You did, at age eight, go to Philadelphia with your pops and see the Red Sox. And that's 1941, a pretty good year for baseball. And, and you fell in love with Ted Williams. That part is true, right? That's true. Okay. What, what, what was it about Ted? What made you say as an eight-year-old in the stands of a baseball game in 1941, oh, my God, look at that guy? My father said, you got to see the skinny kid in a baseball. Huh. That was actually his sentence. <laughs> and, and, it just, uh, and we used to go for, the, uh, for batting practice and uh, watch him hit the balls out of the ballpark. And in those days, it was uh, uh, quite a treat to watch batting practice. So, so Ted, so you got to watch this skinny kid hit the baseball, and that's right. that's what Ted was. That's what did it. And uh, I've been, uh, uh, I I've sort of cooled down. I shut off the Red Sox game last night at about when they were so far ahead. But it's the truth. I still every night follow the uh, uh, follow the Red Sox. Uh, my wife, uh, Joni, she says to me, what are you doing over there? And I said, it's baseball time. You know? so, Watching so it, the Sox on or listening to the Sox uh-huh. on, the, on the phone. So, so it's still a, a nightly part of your life here, the companion sport, as I call it, Dad. The, you know, these, yeah. these, these six or seven months you have for like three, three and a half hours every day, if you want, it's available to be part of your life. It, uh, wow. You, you ever do the math? I, it, it, you, you ever do the math on how much time you've spent uh, with baseball no, no, in your no. life? <laughs> no, it's mostly the scores and the highlights of the game. And uh, I'm not hooked that I have that I sit down and watch a game every night or, uh, you know, I, I click back and forth and I do see how they're doing. Um, yeah, every night. One, one connection that I, I think most folks in this town know, and you're listening to Hit and Run on 670, the score, but if they don't, Ted Williams, uh, the great Ted Williams, was a minor league hitting instructor for the Red Sox in the 80s. And among his students was a guy named Mike Bryant. And Mike Bryant uh-huh. learned the swing from Ted Williams that he loved. And when he would have a son later on in life, Chris Bryant, he taught his son, Chris, the swing mechanics that he learned from Ted Williams in the Red Sox organization. Isn't that cool? Well, that's true. That's true. That's, that's a great tribute and a great ancestry. Yeah. And a, good, and a great player, Brian. Uh, oh, a, a, a tremendous, tremendous player. Yeah, um, okay. and, and, and by the way, um, Mike Bryant roomed with Oil Can Boyd in the minors. So someday I'll oh. get I, – I need stories about that. But, oh, that sure. but that's not why I called. Um, Herb Spiegel is on, is on hit and run here on 670 The Score. Um, you did something that I don't know if you remember, because I was thinking about, like, what's the best baseball thing my dad ever did for me? It's not, we didn't play a lot of catch, you know, or, or that kind of thing. You gave me an intellectual love of the knowledge of it, of, like, the history of it and, and the trivia of it and the stories of it and connecting all the, all the dots and in, in the narratives and stuff like that. <laughs> You passed that on to me, and I'm still using it. I don't know. Did you get any of that from your dad, or, or, or how did that come to you, and why did it come to me? No, my brother was a pretty good he, – he was a big New York Giants fan. And uh, I don't know. That's very interesting. I, you know, my story is that you uh, 
my my favorite baseball story about Matt Spiegel <laughs> is the fact how much you hate his history in uh, in grammar school. And you said, I can't stand history. I don't like that. And I remember sitting down and talking to you and saying, history, you love baseball. And at baseball is all about history. It's about details. It's about trivia. Uh, and finally, I think something clicked because within six months, the teacher came to me and said, you know, the best history student I have is Matt Spiegel. And I think the... Um, and I love history. In fact, we, we, we tease a lot when we're watching Jeopardy. Uh, history is my category. Uh, pop music, no, that's your category. <laughs> but uh, but we, we, we love that, that kind of statistics. Baseball is a statistics sport with uh, absolutely great history and like no other sport. I don't, I don't feel that way at in, uh, in in professional football or or hockey or any of the other sports. Uh, in fact, your brother asked me once, "Can you name besides a quarterback? Can you name one football player?" And I I was really stumped. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's you know you gotta gotta focus your attention and your brain space. I mean, it's amazing you have what you have at eighty six pops. Let, let just let it stay focused where it needs to. It's all good. Uh, you yeah. know, that, that makes all the sense in the world. Your love of history. And, and how that transcended to baseball. And then you got me, you snuck me in. It's a very sneaky job of parenting by you to get me um, yeah. into, into history through baseball. The other thing that you did for me is that I remember distinctly one night you driving me to my trumpet lesson. Okay. And we get to my trumpet lesson. It's at the trumpet te- teacher's house. And you let me sit in the car and blow off the first 10 minutes of my trumpet lesson while we listened to the All-Star game on the radio that night. And, and we're, we're sitting in the car. And, and you know what that did? It made baseball illegal. It made it kind of illicit, like a forbidden treat. It happened at night, right? And, and yeah. this, this ties to a story I'll tell later about my son here on Father's Day. But I don't even know if you realize that. But you, it, it's another sneaky no. way to get your kid into baseball is to make it something special where he can stay up a little later. <laughs> well, you you were in, Matt, I, I was thinking before you called about some of our moments together and, and sports and some of my particular moments in sports. And and I remember, uh, uh, do you remember, to me, if you had asked me who was the greatest athlete you ever saw, okay? Yeah. I would tell you it was a horse. <laughs> okay. Secretariat? Absolutely, Secretariat. You got it. Okay. Secretariat to me was the greatest athlete I I ever saw, but I remember an instance when a horse. Do you remember a horse named Ruffian? I do remember. I do remember of Ruffian. Absolutely. Well, you and I watched the Ruffian one on one race, uh, and where he broke down. And they had to shoot him right right after the race. Oh, my God. I don't remember watching that with you. Oh, you don't? You were so sad. Wow. And I remember that as a uh, a shining moment in your sports, you know, your your sports relationship with me. Because there you were in a in a sport. You were so you, you absolutely broke down when when, when Ruffian broke down. Wow. But you absolutely were so disturbed that something like that 
could happen. And I think that's, uh, that shows an awful lot. Wow. I, I, I've clearly blocked that out. I'm going to have to go to therapy and, and kind of work through that. And I'll, I'll, get, <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get back to you. What does it mean when your favorite sports memory with me is the death of a horse? Or the horse. Yeah, at a horse, a horse race. Yeah, well, it's it's yeah. the emotion. Um, so I was t- I was texting with with my brother, your son, uh, earlier today, and he said that when he was in little league, he remembers you n- teaching him some serious serious pointers. That what 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 happened was he was a catcher at the beginning of his little league career, right? Yeah, and yeah. you taught him how to frame a pitch. He says he used to take it a little far. He would catch a ball that was obviously out of the strike zone, and he would proudly pull it back to the strike zone, expecting the ump to call it a strike, and would be upset when he didn't. But how did you know about pitch framing? You were an earlier, early advocate of pitch framing here in the late 70s, Herb. Well, I say I have drawn a blank on that. I don't remember. I know what pitch framing is, but uh, it's just part of, the, part of raising your child. That's all, and, Giving him what you know, and I remember, yeah, the major league uh, catchers, they probably, they still do that. They still frame it. They still bring it back into the into the strike zone. Uh, but I, that's a wonderful memory. I'll have to talk to Bob about that. Yes, yes, you can pass that on to him um, and, and help figure that out. Uh, uh, all right, Pops, tell, tell people, um, before I let you go here, and I'm enjoying this, I, I, the textures, by the way, at 67011, one guy said, Hey, my dad passed away a few years ago, Matt. Can I just hang out with yours today? This guy just wants to hang out with you. <laughs> I love it. And uh, this, guy, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, this guy says, Herb Spiegel is my new favorite Spiegel. Um, hey, yeah. Texter. Hold on. No, that's okay. I, I've, I've lived in my dad's shadow forever. We can add that to Chicago Sports Radio as, as well. Um, you're 13 years old in 1946. Your beloved <laughs> baseball team is in the World Series. It's, it's, it's a fairly famous day and play, and, and you have bar mitzvah practice? Is, yes. is, is that right? Yes. Okay. It, 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 t- tell me how this, this went down here. I, uh, what, what had happened is uh, Leon Culberson had replaced Dominic DiMaggio in center field for the Red Sox in the 1946 World Series, and it was the seventh game. Yeah. And Harry Walker, I, I remember this a little bit, Harry <laughs> Walker hit, hit a uh, double to the outfield, and Culberson, who had replaced DiMaggio because of a hamstring pull, did not have the arm, and he threw to Johnny Pesky, who was on second base, who was a, the shortstop, was, was at second base, so, uh, you know, Getting the getting the, uh, uh, the the ball, the relay. Yeah, he hesitated. He hesitated, and um, Enos Slaughter came all the way from first base and beat the Red Sox. And at that time, they still had never had won a World Series in my lifetime. And I went to uh, bar mitzvah practice, and the rabbi. I was obviously distraught, and the rabbi said to me, "What's what's your problem, Herbert?" You don't seem to be performing that well. I said, well, I'm very upset. The Red Sox just lost. And he looked at me and says, the Red Sox? Who's the Red Sox? And I said, the Red Sox is my favorite baseball team. He says, you get upset from a baseball team? And I looked at him, and I remember the words like I'm talking to you. I said, Rabbi, 
you just don't understand. <laughs> and that is the that is the true story. You know, that rabbi just didn't get it, man. So, you know, he rabbis they're not wise about everything is the lesson not here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so did he hold the ball? Did Pesky hold the ball? You think he hesitated? Yes, huh? Uh, I, it still hurts, Matt. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring it up. Too soon. It was 1941 or 46, and it still hurts. So I think that answers your question. I'm sorry, yeah. 73 years is too soon to bring up the, the baseball pain for, 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 for young uh, but I had look, look what has happened since then, since 2004. And, uh, and again, if you, if you had asked me what – my greatest highlight in baseball is when my two sons took me to Fenway Park to see last year's World Series. And that and goes along with the Cubs World Series at, at, uh, at Wrigley Field when I came home. And I said, I don't understand. They sit down the entire they, – they stand up the entire game yeah. and they sit down between innings. Like a Bruce Springsteen concert, <laughs> but it's, uh, uh, those were were probably with with all of this my two biggest thrills in baseball was being with you guys at World Series. Well, that's that that's beautiful, and I know that um, you know that that we have have really reveled in being able to take you to stuff like that. I mean, I I get emotional thinking about Game Three of the 2016 World Series. You. And, and and my bro and and my now wife um, Christine, we we all went to that game, that first World Series yeah. game at Wrigley Field, in all those years. And all those years. And, and and I held onto your arm and walking you into Wrigley. Nice. Um, and the crowds obviously were insane, and I had to hold you super tight, make sure you were nice and and safe. And we walked in and we got to the seats, and you just looked up. You're beaming like an eight year old kid looking That's around. Nice. And I just sat down and, and, and wept because, you know, the role reversal there. Of, that you, you brought me into ball games like that time and time again. Don't yep. get lost, kid, you know? Yep. So yep. It's, uh, it, it's, well, it's – and I know that, that for Brother Bob to, to get you to Fenway last year was, was pretty special for a World Series game. For me, it certainly was, and I know for all you guys. And uh, just remember, I know you're a caller from Chicago, yeah. and all Red Sox fans are Cub fans. And there are a lot of Cub fans or Red Sox fans. And wouldn't that be great? It doesn't look like this year. Hey, dude, the Yankees just got a, uh, a, a Encarnacion. Encarnacion, yes, they did. Encarnacion? Yeah. Oh, my God. Maybe the White Sox. Will more go. reason to hate them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, that Cubs-Red Sox World Series is coming. That's one of the last great big whales that's, out there for baseball. Right. It's it, it's It's coming as well as the Cubs-White Sox World Series, which would make this town explode. Um, right. I, I, all right, Pops. Thank you. This was a pleasure. I Happy Father's you. Day. Happy Father's Day. And all your, all your fans, I envy that they can listen to you so often. Oh, you're, you're sweet. Okay. All right. Thanks, Pops. Appreciate bye you. Bye. That's my dad. That's Herb Spiegel. Is he the goods or what? At 86. I'm a, a lucky, lucky man. Knocking on the wood to have a, a father as present, as alive, as sharp, and as vital as that guy. All right, I want to talk Father's Day with you, uh, baseball fans and listeners to Hit and Run. What is the best baseball thing that your dad ever did for you? Could be bringing you to a game, could be teaching you something, 
could be playing with you, could be whatever. I want to hear your stories. I want to relax and talk with you on Father's Day about this, okay? Because for me, it was my dad letting me sit in the car and blow off trumpet, trumpet, my trumpet lessons so we could listen to the All-Star game. That's, <laughs> you know, that's the one that resonates for me. But I want to know what it is for you. So 312-644-6767 is the phone number. 670-11 to get at me via text. You can tweet at me, at Matt Spiegel 670. What's the best baseball thing your dad ever did for you? Let's talk it on Father's Day here on 670 The Score. This hour on The Score being brought to you by the Grand Geneva Resort and Spa, home of the Brute and the Highlands Championship Golf Courses, GrandGenevaGolf.com. We'll be right back on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Welcome back in on 670 The Score. Appreciate all the texters who were listening and, and enjoying uh, that conversation with my pops. I am a, a lucky, lucky boy. That is for sure, and always have been. Uh, this texter, Matt, I certainly like your dad more than you. You are blessed, as I have been. <laughs> You're not alone. Thank you, Matt. I needed that. That made my morning as I'm going out to help my dad now. Um, well, that, that's beautiful that we can be a part of that for each other, right? Uh, just what a, what, a, what a pleasure to, to connect with you listeners, as it, as it always is, especially about something very real and something very, very, very honest, um, like this stuff with our dads in baseball. Before we go to the phones, this text, my pop bought me a brand-new baseball glove when I was playing in our community's Little League Championship. He didn't get to too many games to see me play, but that day... He and my mom were in the stands cheering me on. I miss having a catch with him. That's beautiful. Made the Little League Championship, and he got your new glove for it. I hope you broke it in. hope you broke it in, because sometimes the new glove, you know, you shouldn't use it for a big game like that. Um, this text, that was a great conversation. Then your dad ends with an editorial thought on the Edwin Encarnacion trade. <laughs> yes, he did, because that's how he rolls. He's paying attention. Keeps him perky. Keeps him young. Keeps him with it. U.S. Open coverage on the score today is brought to you by the BMW Championship up at Medina Country Club, August 13th through August 18th, 2019. Visit BMWChampionship.com. And the bottom of the hour is brought to you by the Chicago Wolves, the Western Conference champion Chicago Wolves. would like to thank their loyal fans for making this 25th anniversary so special. Thank you, and see you in October. To the phone lines we go. We'll start with Chuck in River Grove on 670 The Score, looking for the best baseball thing your dad ever did for you what do you say chuck how's it going matt thanks Good. for uh taking my call here you got it so in 69 i was a chubby little kid and mike took me to the home opener for the cubs and that was the day that the uh, willie smith hit the home run to win the game but also on that day you know ernie banks also had two home runs and so did don money of the phillies have two home runs oh, that day that's a big one yeah and that was uh but but what made the story even better is that I remember being on the bus on the way home, smiling, being a, you know, learning to be a Cub fan. And my dad wasn't really wasn't a big baseball guy. He was from the old country, 
And, uh, you know, he knew about baseball, but he didn't, he didn't understand the love of the game the way I love it today. Mm-hmm. And um, I lost my baseball glove on the bus. And I remember my dad going out that same night, you know, and he was trying to find the exact same glove oh. to say that he found it. But he bought a different glove, and I remember him bringing it home, and he goes, here's the glove that, oh, that you lost. And, you know, I just remember that story just, oh. just you know, as, as if it happened yesterday. And, and, you know, that was that was my dad. You know, he'd do anything for me. So. Oh, Chuck, uh, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Thanks for you sharing. You know what? Man. Quick story also about my dad. He, he was a barber in New York when he came over from the old country. And uh, he used to cut Yogi Berra's hair. And he used to tell me the stories about uh, how the kids... They, oh, they didn't care about autographs. They cared about the stories. And, and Yogi Bear, I mean, my dad would sit in the chair and barely clip his hair because he didn't have that much hair to begin with, Yogi. And But hour and a half, he'd sit in the chair and just tell kids stories about how to how to catch the baseball, you know, about some of the players, you know, DiMaggio and, you know, some of the other greats that, oh, that he played with and everything like that. And these kids would just all sit around and just listen to his story. That's and, awesome. And my dad trying to, trying to make a, a living and, uh, you know, but... Uh, yeah, I'm blown. Or blowing off, that. probably probably blowing off other haircuts. Thank you, Chuck, for the call and those stories. Probably blowing off other haircuts so we could just milk his moment with Yogi Berra. And can you blame him? Because here you are all these decades later, and you're talking about that, the 90-minute haircut for Yogi Berra when he didn't need it. That's great stuff. I love him going out to get you the glove and, and pretending it was the same one. You knew it wasn't, but you knew what he was trying to do. That's amazing. Let's go to Ray in Algonquin. Ray, you're on 670 The Score. Happy Father's Day to you. Happy Father's Day to you, too. I'm a big fan of yours, Speaks. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. All right. Uh, my father's baseball story, my dad, uh, he was security for a high-rise building downtown. That, mm-hmm. uh, and Steve Stone was a resident of that building. So we got really chummy with Steve Stone. And that's how uh, we got tickets to my first Cubs game, I want to say, in 2004. Hmm. I was 20 years old. And uh, it was a down year for the Cubs. I didn't care. I was a Sox fan. But Wrigley Field was still pretty cool. I know uh, Moises Alou hit a home run. And uh, and Matt Clement had a no-hitter into the eighth inning and uh, 13 strikeouts. Wow. Yeah, so- we were about like nine rows back from uh, the third baseline. So, uh, like, yeah, my, my dad hooked me up that day. And uh, that was, I think, the first time I was at Wrigley Field. So that was a cool moment for me, even though I like the other park better. But... Nonetheless, I still remember it to this day. Yeah, and your dad took care of you. Thank you, Ray. Appreciate that. Yeah, man, it, tickets, tickets are hard to come by, and um, they've always been harder to come by. Hard to come by, and, you know, um, just I love it. Your, your dad working in the high-rise and gets chummy with the right guy who happens to live there. Mike is in Palatine. Mike, you're on 670 The Score. Hey, thanks for taking my call. You know, one of the best memories I have of my dad in baseball happened in the late 70s. I was about six years old, and we were going to a game at Comiskey Park, and it was bat day. And so we went in, we got our bats, or, you know, I got my bat, my buddy got his bat, and we're sitting down, and we turn around, we look, and there's a group of about 10 kids, and they're all sitting there, and none of them have bats. And my dad asked them where they're from, and they say they're from the area, they just got tickets, they live close to the ballpark, and he asked them why they don't have bats. And they said that they wouldn't, no one would give them bats because they had to have an adult with them. And so my dad took them, all 10 kids, one by one, huh. to the gate and said that this kid's with me. And he got a bat for each one of them. I'll never forget the look of you know, how happy they were. They were all back with their bats. They were laughing. And I'll, I was six years old, and I've never forgotten that. And I have a lot of great baseball memories with my dad, but that's probably the best because it's how it be compassion 
and looking around for other people. I'll never forget Ugh. the look on those kids' faces and my dad taking 10 different trips to get 10 bats. So that's my memory with my dad. Oh, that is tremendous. Chills, Mike. Thank you. That's beautiful. Taking one after another after another. Yeah, this kid's with me. Oh, man. And who knows what those kids' stories were, right? What their dads were doing, if they were around, if they weren't around. He went and got it done. That's awesome. Um, Hey, in two weeks, I will be broadcasting live from the Chicago Dogs game. Hit and Run is going to be live on that Sunday. And I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Going to talk to Carlos Zambrano that morning. Going to talk to Butch Hobson that morning. Um, live and right there at the ballpark. And right now, be caller six and caller seven. And join me as I broadcast Hit and Run live at the Chicago Dogs game Sunday, June 30th. Winners will receive a pair of tickets to the game, a Chicago-style hot dog for lunch, and a chance to throw out the first pitch. Brought to you by the Chicago Dogs, where every day is Fan Appreciation Day. That's awesome. Let's take a couple more, more calls before we get out of here. This is Jason in Racine, Wisconsin. Jason, you are on 670 The Score. Good morning and happy Father's Day to you. Happy Father's Day to you, Matt, and thanks for taking my call. You got it. Um, one of the things that I remember most of when my father helped me to learn how to play the game, he would throw these huge sky balls up in the air. And I was just a little kid, and I would learn how to track them. And he had a cannon of an arm. He was the next player of sorts. And I just remember the neighborhood kids all gathering around, watching me catch these giant throws, these giant pop-ups, and I would track them down. And um, I became a pretty good outfielder because of that. And there's a lot of other things beyond that, but that's one of my main things. Yeah. And also, in 2016, the year he died, and he, al- he always said this, Matt, he said, the year I die is going to be the year the Cubs win the World Series. Uh-huh. And... um that's what happened. But in June, there was a fish show at Wrigley Field, and I got to take his ashes and put them all along the third baseline, all the way to home plate. Wow. And um, it's kind of a full circle story. I'm getting a little emotional. Good. Uh, I you really sh- appreciate your, you taking my call. You got it, Jason. Thanks for sharing it, man. That's, that, that's the stuff. I, I know a lot of people who have done that with their – their parents' ashes, take them to the ballpark and, and sprinkle them there. It's obviously, it's a pretty, pretty beautiful place to do it because the ballpark is a, is a special institution. Um, it's a multi-layered thing, isn't it? Um, be listening at the top of the hour. It's, uh, if you need a Father's Day gift, um, I'm going to be talking to an author of, of, of a book, which I think is just an amazing thing, but it's, it's about ballparks and it's part of, the discussion I wanted to have today uh, regarding baseball and, 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 you know, its place in, in the culture, that's for sure. The bottom of the hour was brought to you by the Regional Transportation Authority. Public transit is the backbone of a transportation system and part of what makes this region great. Whether you cheer for the baseball team on the north side or the south side, whether you like tacos or sushi, everyone agrees public transportation is the best way to get where you're going this summer. 670 The Score is where you are. It's Matt Spiegel. It is Hit and Run. Uh, Nick Shepkowski and Anthony Heron are on at noon today after me. And uh, we'll continue to take your phone calls a little bit here. The best baseball thing your dad ever did for you on a Father's Day right here on 670 The Score.
Welcome back in on 670 The Score. You're listening to Hit and Run right here. I am Matt Spiegel. I'm your host. Hope everything is going well for you on a Father's Day if you celebrate. This from Westmont Joe Speaks. First, happy Father's Day. And two, did you enjoy the 24 hours that the White Sox spent at 500 as much as I did? Such a proud Sox fan these days. It's from Westmont Joe. Come on, man. Just got Ronaldo Lopez had a bad inning. He actually looked okay yesterday, did Renato Lopez, in my opinion. He was good for three innings, and even in, that, even in his one bad inning, he said he thought he was locating it pretty well. I was commanding my pitches, just a bad inning. I don't know how Glaber Torres hit that homer because that was a good pitch. It was. It was a low pitch that he reached down and got. That was a good changeup. He was able to hit it. I tipped my cap to him. So Renato Lopez does not get it done, but, you know, I thought he pitched better. What's interesting, and we'll go back to the calls in a second, but you know how wonderful the story is of Lucas Giolito um, going from the worst pitcher in all of baseball to one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. It's great, right? It is. And the ERA was the worst in baseball last year. If, if the White Sox can do it, They have the opportunity to do the same thing because right now the worst ERA in all of baseball belongs to Reynaldo Lopez at 6.31. He is as bad numerically this year as Giolito was last year. And guess what? Reynaldo's got a great arm and really good stuff and is capable of turning around completely, as shown it to you every once in a while. Now, the guy who's the second worst ERA in baseball, Ivan Nova, yeah, no, not, not, not him so much. You, you'll, you'll, you'll move on from him as, as soon as you get a chance. But don't go giving up on Reynaldo Lopez. Boy, it's amazing. Here we are this far into the season, and Aaron Nola has the sixth worst ERA of full-time starters in baseball at 4.89. Crazy. Meanwhile, his Phillies have fallen behind the Atlanta Braves by a game and a half in the National League. If you didn't stay up late enough, uh, you missed the Cubs beating the Dodgers 2-1. to one. The Brewers lost, so Cubs and Brewers are tied for first in the National League Central. And, you know, it's so, some interesting stuff going on with both ball clubs here. Let's go back to the phone lines as I'm asking you for the best baseball thing that your dad ever did for you as we discuss it here on Father's Day. This is Drake, who's in a car, calling from the Dan Ryan on Hit and Run. Good morning, Drake. Good morning. Thanks for doing this, too, because I'm listening to some of these stories and really actually tearing up in the car here. That's good stuff. uh, Why not? I'm lucky enough to go visit my dad this afternoon, or this afternoon, on Vernon Hills, so uh, I'm lucky he's still around. But uh, thinking about all these memories and uh, through coaching and different trips we've taken, but I think the thing that stands out the most was in 2003. I was uh, 12 years old, and uh, really October, the only thing that mattered was the Cubs. So we were watching all the games. I was lucky enough to uh, see game two at Wrigley, the prior two-hitter against Atlanta, and then we got to go see a win at Atlanta, and he took me out of school to go uh, uh, out to Miami. So we really really didn't care about school, didn't care about anything else besides the Cubs, and... uh, really was the first real team I followed real closely. So, uh, yeah, it was an amazing time. That's amazing. Enjoy your afternoon with your father. And my goodness, to have the the wherewithal and the desire and the capability to take care of you in October of 2003 like that. My goodness. 
And I think there's a lesson in there for all of us that um, a month of school at age 13 is just not that important. It's just not. (laughs) I mean, if you can have a meaningful baseball month at the age of 13. Look, we just talked to my dad. He's 86. He's still telling me memories of when he was 13 and what baseball was. In Round Lake, Marina is on 670 to score. Marina, good morning. You're on Hit and Run. Hey, hi. Happy Father's Day to you. Thank you. Um, I've listened to all these stories, and they are. They're fabulous. My father's no longer with us either. Um, But for me, it was 1969, so I'm pretty old. Um, And my father, over the summer, every summer when I was off of school, every two, three weeks, we would take the L down to the Cubs game, and my mom would always admonish him, Bill, don't fill her full of junk food because we're going to eat when we get home. (laughs) But, my God, there there were Ron Santo pizzas there. And and I had to have one, you know what I mean? And my father just practically just had an epileptic, epileptic fit because they were $2. It was so high priced. Uh. But he used to drive, take the L every day to work, and he cozied up with, I don't know if you know the name, Frazier Thomas. Sure, of course. To, yes. So he and Frazier Thomas became good friends, and so one weekend in 1969, he managed to get tickets from Frazier Thomas. They were right on Ernie Banks' side. And I have a Ernie Banks signed baseball because Ernie came and signed my ball. And when the Cubs won the World Series, I took a W flag down to my father's grave oh. and said, Dad, they did it. You know, and I'm sorry you weren't there for it. That's you know the, what I mean? But it was great. That's the best. Marina, wonderful memories. Thank you for the call and thank you for the stories, Marina. It's great. Frazier Thomas' son, Jeff, is a terrific drummer, by the way, in Chicago. Guy I've played with a few times and did. I, I don't believe he tires of people saying, hey, let's talk about your dad. And, and, and how could you, right? Um, boy, this text right here. My dad's memory is fading fast. Thank you for reminding me who began my love for baseball. My 13-year-old son saw me crying while listening to the show. And your dad, and he just hugged me. Thanks, Matt. That's Chris from Sycamore. No, thank you, Chris. That's beautiful. Texter's coming in at 6711. Speaks, uh, great job today. My dad, too, turns 86 in August. I also got to take him to a World Series game. He attended his first in 1940. Of all my memories of him taking me, I think of a time in the early 80s, I was 10 or 12, and he would stop into the Piano Man bar on the north-northeast point of Grace Clark and Racine after the game for a cold one. I would sit next to him at the bar and sip on a Coke, and we listened to an actual live pianist play. Oh, see, that's beautiful. And now you're speaking to me because it's live music mixed in with the baseball. Then everything gets mixed in there together, and it becomes emotional, and you like everything together. That's what it's about. This is Dave in Park Forest on 670 The Score. Dave, good morning. You're on Hit and Run. Good morning, Matt. Happy Father's Day. Thank you, sir. Uh, I got a quick story about my father, my hero. Uh, back in the day, maybe I was about 12, uh, my father was a great, great White Sox fan. And just by chance, he was the manager of my little league. Actually, it was the major league out in Park Forest. Actually, no, no, I'll take that back. It was in Flossmore. Okay. Um, and he, he was my manager and uh, a sponsor of the team. And uh, I was so proud to have his business on the back of my uniform. And uh, he used to give me a hard time about batting cross-handed. 
<laughs> and uh, he would never let me bet cross handed. And uh, you tell him Hank Aaron day, did it. Hank Aaron did it. Yeah. yeah. Well, he did for a while, didn't he? Or yeah. not all the all the time, oh. though, was it? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. But uh, I finally, after bugging him and bugging him so much, he he finally let me do it. And what happened? I I go up to the plate. Hit a home run over the fence, <laughs> and I just was appalled. You know, I'm just in 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 heaven. I just and all I could do is look at him, and he was laughing his head off. <laughs> and, and that was, uh, I mean, to this this day, I'll never forget that he let me do that. And uh, I, uh, like beautiful. I said, after. Today, even even today, he's just still my hero. That's awesome. Thank you, Dave, for the call. Appreciate that. That's that's great stuff. Let's squeeze in one more with Angelo in Montgomery. Angelo, good morning. You are on 670 The Score on Hit and Run. Hello, Angelo on Line 8. Thank you, sir. What's up? Good morning, Angelo. How are you? Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Oh, well, you know, um, Start off real quick. I won't to take too much of your time. Uh, we played baseball at Hamden Park right off of Damon and uh, Wellington there since uh, 1980. About 1985-86, my dad and a couple of coaches took uh, us and uh, four of the kids to a Sox game. We were all Cubs fans at the time. But uh, they were playing the Cleveland Indians, and one of our coaches, I guess, were neighbors with uh, Sandy Alomar Jr. in Puerto Rico. And he was taking outfield practice, just messing around. And we we didn't believe him at first, but when he called him over there, and Sandy Adamar Jr. ran up to us and signed all of our stuff, uh, baseballs and hats, and shook our dad's hand and shook our hand and took pictures with us. Uh, ever since that dad thought my dad was the coolest person in the world. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and Angelo, thank you for the call, man. That's beautiful. I and, and I love that your story included Sandy Alomar. Because yes. Sandy Alomar, of course, and thank you, Angelo. Sandy Alomar, of course, um, the father of Roberto, or the, excuse me, the son of Sandy and the brother of Roberto. And if you missed this factoid from before, earlier in the show, 237 fathers have had their sons reach the major leagues. 237. 61 of them have done so in the NFL. 61 fathers have had sons reach the NFL. 80 fathers who played in the NBA have had their sons reach the NBA. There is lots and lots in hockey. The NHL has, I believe, even more than baseball, uh, as that is even more familial. Um, But seriously, 237 fathers have played big league baseball and then had their sons reach the majors. That's amazing. And some of the best young players in baseball right now, Kevin Biggio and Vlad Guerrero Jr., teammates up there in Toronto. And Bo Bichette, Dante's son, is, uh, is not too far behind them. This was a really, really nice hour. Thanks, folks, for listening and for talking and for sharing your Father's Day stuff. When we come back, the ballpark as much more than just a home for baseball, and it'll tie into a gift. If you need a gift, and get to a bookstore before you get to see your pops this afternoon. And we will also talk some more about the Dodgers and the Cubs late night at at Dodger Stadium and uh, the Yankees and the White Sox to come later on today over at the Gary. It's 670 The Score. It's Matt Spiegel here with you on Hit and Run. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas 
Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.